Welcome to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We put knowledge and care within reach so you have everything you need to live your life to the fullest. This podcast is sponsored by the UM Spine Network. Usually diagnosed during childhood or adolescence, scoliosis can also develop in adults. Most cases are mild, but the degree of the curve in the spine determines how much treatment is needed. We'll talk to Dr. Daniel Cavanaugh today. He is a spine expert and member of the UM Spine Network about what causes adult scoliosis, what treatments are available, if it can be prevented, and more. So to begin our episode today, doctor, what is adult scoliosis and how is it different from the scoliosis that's diagnosed in childhood? So adult scoliosis is a type of spinal deformity that occurs as folks get older. There are several different types of scoliosis. The most common one is what we call idiopathic scoliosis. It typically presents as a teenager and there is some genetic predisposition for this. There's also other types of scoliosis that can be congenital because of a deformity in the spine, but adult scoliosis typically presents in adulthood and it's related to degenerative changes of the spine. So what symptoms would cause this diagnosis and how exactly is it diagnosed? So many patients that I see have some scoliosis but may not have many symptoms at all. The symptoms from adult scoliosis can be variable. Some patients present with back pain. Some patients present with difficulty walking, difficulty standing upright, pain or numbness down the legs. Adult scoliosis can present many different ways. Usually scoliosis is diagnosed on x-rays. Occasionally we can diagnose it based on an MRI scan or a CT scan, but the most common presentation is on x-rays is the initial workup. Gotcha. Now, can you dig in more to what causes adult scoliosis to develop so late? So we don't really have a one particular cause for scoliosis. Okay. The way adult degenerative scoliosis typically presents is because people develop back pain, they develop neurologic symptoms related to the degenerative changes of the spine. Usually there's some type of collapse of the disc or a slip disc called a spondylolisthesis. And this sets off a cascade where it presents a little bit of asymmetry for the spine, and then the spine begins to curve and rotate as you get older. Is there a specific part of the back that's usually affected, or can it be anywhere? It's typically in the lower part of the lumbar spine, although when the spine begins to curve, the remainder of the spine can compensate to maintain a neutral balance so the patients usually stand upright. So let's talk about treatment. What treatment options are available? Well, this is a problem that, in all honesty, rarely requires surgery. With most spine pathology, you know, the initial treatment is non-operative, usually with physical therapy, anti-inflammatory medications, sometimes prescription medications such as muscle relaxers, and even other modalities such as acupuncture, yoga, and even chiropractic treatment can be helpful. So then what is the outlook for people diagnosed with adult scoliosis? How much does it impact a daily life? I think the presentation of this condition can be fairly variable. For some people, they're able to function quite well. 
with their, their spinal deformity or their spinal deformity is quite mild. For some patients, it can be extremely debilitating. The main problem with adult degenerative scoliosis is neurological symptoms that begin where the spinal canal nerve roots become pinched as a result of the deformity. When nerves or the spinal canal becomes narrowed or you have nerve pinching, you can start to develop numbness down the legs, weakness down the legs, difficulty walking. And these symptoms tend to be the ones that require surgery. So is there anything that we can do to prevent adult scoliosis from onset? I know you mentioned some of it could just be genetic, but is there anything we can do? There's no good answer for this question, to be honest with you. It's, okay. <laughs> we, don't really, we, don't, we don't really understand the cause of adult scoliosis. Obviously, you can't change genetics. There's some evidence that shows that use of nicotine can accelerate disc wear, which may present with scoliosis. So I usually caution my patients to avoid tobacco use. Anytime there's a structural abnormality to the spine, you know, weight loss can sometimes be helpful for patients that are overweight. It helps their spine cope with the physiologic load of, of maintaining an upright posture. But there's no good preventative treatment for this. Bracing is not usually effective and can, in fact, sometimes make the, the supporting muscles around the spine weaker and dependent on a brace. Well, doctor, an interesting topic covered today. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to know? When it comes to surgical treatment of adult degenerative scoliosis, the outcomes can be favorable and can be good in well-selected patients. Because of the unique pathology with this condition, everybody's curve or everybody's spine is, is different. One surgery does not fit all if surgery is required. Sometimes people just require decompression to alleviate their neurological problems. Sometimes there's significant instability, which requires a fusion. Sometimes people have a significant global deformity where they can't stand upright or their whole spine is off balance, requiring a multi-level fusion. So the presentation can be quite variable, and the treatment for each person should be individualized. Well, doctor, we covered a lot today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. This episode is sponsored by the University of Maryland Spine Network. Connected by the renowned University of Maryland School of Medicine, the UM Spine Network is home to the state's leading spine experts. With convenient locations throughout the state, UM Spine Network physicians collaborate to create comprehensive care plans for patients across the full spectrum of care. When you work with a UM Spine Network physician, you can expect to receive the high-quality, evidence-based care that you deserve. Find more shows just like this one at umms.org slash podcast. And thank you for listening to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We look forward to you joining us again.